Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Juice. Wrestle me, Mark! It wasn't, it wasn't vape juice, it was something that I enjoy very much. It is my favourite product, the Pret a Manger do. What is it, Mark? Uh, it's a cold pressed hot shot. It is orange. Yep. It's paprika? No. Nope. Chili? No. Nope. What's in it? Orange, turmeric, and KN. Whoa! Let me just tell you, I like a hot shot. Yeah. A hot shot is actually, if you feel like a cold's coming on. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm salivating. Making, making the old glums go. <laughs> um, it is, uh, if you've never tried them, they are small bottles of juice, mm. but what they are is loaded with like hot shit. Yeah. So you have it and you're like, this burns, I hate hot. it. It's like a practical joke. And then you're like, I feel good. <laughs> I feel real good. <laughs> I love it. Um, I like, the, the, there's an M&S one. Which is oh fuck off even hotter really yeah it's re- it's mouth. really nasty man it's right. really it's really craggy and <laughs> amazing um, I should say I only go to MS because it's next to Archway Tube Station nice stick that in your pipe is there <laughs> is there um is there I've, I've not been to Archway you remember the time. old back of um the Archway so near the library they used to have yeah. an Irish bookshop and Hamburger House which was a fast that's food restaurant right. that yes, never yes, opened yes, 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 yes. Um, it, that's now an MS oh is it now fucking gentry well, <laughs> well done, them yeah. up and comers. Yeah. Is the McDonald's on the corner? Yeah, still? that's still that's, there yeah. on, on McDonald Road. My friend used to, uh, who used to do football ramble, uh, still does football ramble. Uh, he oh, said that breaking every... news. <laughs> <laughs> Changes. Uh, yeah, he he said that um, every time because we used to record in Highgate at my house. Mm. He used to say, uh, he used to say, well, we're um, we're going to be out five minutes, and knowing full well that they're coming out of our tree, I was going, get me a get me a Big Mac meal and a, <laughs> and a chocolate milkshake, please. That is. And when they used to not have them, <laughs> they used to forget, oh, I'd missed them. I would be in such a bad mood for the recording. Yeah. That's such a bad mood, Mark. Do you know, that is a, let me tell you, a, a rough old McDonald's. <laughs> that is, it a, is a rough it's old McDonald's. A, it's a rough McDonald's because it's one of those places where quite often I will see shit going down yep. and the bloke next to me who's going, Ugh! Is the security guard? You know, and he, he's not. He's not running in. He's not running a tight no. ship. He is just like, no. this will blow over. It's next. <laughs> All it's things next must pass. It's next. As long as I don't touch the, the signs, or if they break the Happy Meal safe, <laughs> I'll be really annoyed. Um, yeah, it's next to that pub, isn't it? It's next to that uh, slightly rough pub. Yes. Looks like it uh, used to be a school. Yeah, <laughs> a junior it's, school. Uh, what's it called? The 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 Whittington. Boys. The Whittington. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's near the hospital. It's any any from... pub near a hospital? <laughs> Tell you, I don't know what it is. I sort of do know what it is, but yeah. always problematic. It's it's in 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 the snow patrol. Uh, smokers by the hospital doors. It's people who are. I'll get tanked up. Yeah. In between visiting hours, and I'll come back. And, yeah. Yeah. They're quite... So my wife again. Um, I've had some... Uh, there was a pub they knocked down. Uh, this is very much um, our new yeah, direction. When we finish WrestleMania, we're yeah. going to the, the history of uh, London's N19. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was a pub there they did knock down, and that one was one where people would continually come in just going... <laughs> was know? that the one that I'm had... off me leg! Was that the one that had a fox? In, <laughs> it was, yeah. It had a fox on the wall, but it was in a perspex box, except the perspex had clearly been broken, uh, so to replace it, they would just put cling film put over cling the film. front. And, and, you'd, and you'd just put your finger through it and stroke the fox. That is essentially... It was, was a mummified fox. No, yeah. it was a mummified fox. It had all dried out. Yeah. They found it in the garden, but under some wood. And they're like, that, that, let's frame that. Yes, frame Without that. the plexiglass and just with cling film on, it was essentially like a fucking like look sandwich. Like yeah, look like, it looked like dinner. Uh, absolutely revolting. They put a little dead mouse as well, so it was as if it was chasing it. They did. Disgusting. It, it, I mean... 
where did they find that? I mean, if you found one of those things, your first your first thing would just be, oh my god, know, we, we've, we've got to move out. We've got of to here. burn this. We've got to move. Oh, my dad did burn a mummified fox once. Look, we're getting very far yeah, off. Which, he did what? He burned... Yeah, he found a mummified fox in, uh, in in like a shed. That's a good place. To... Look, burn it. It was a thing of beauty. I, I mean, I it say that. Up. You see, I've just said that one was horrible. That one yeah. was horrible. It was all dusty and yeah. crazy. This one, if you'd have like. Put it in a like a case. Yeah, you'd have been like with interesting. Film on it. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Museum of Curios. So my, my dad just got it and threw it on a bonfire, and the yeah. smell was unbelievable. I've never nice. smelled anything like it in my life. I remember watching. Uh, it was not that long ago. There was a Facebook video, one of those kind of vice kind of like videos that mm. that pull you in with something weird. And it's a man, and he looked like he's made of fucking cogs because he's probably into steampunk and all that bollocks. He's uh-huh. got a mustache like like when I had twelve, my mustache up like that, top hat, fucking gold rings, all that bollocks. Um, probably goes to download to watch NXT every year. Uh, <laughs> probably got a subscription to the Suicide Girls. Um, and he owns uh, he, he owns uh, human body parts. He collects them. Uh, you can buy human body parts for cheaper than you'd realise, etc, etc. <laughs> you know, four grand for a femur. That kind of shit. It's, and you sort of think, why do you, why do you fucking want it? Yeah. Um, and he uh, has got a curious little kind of pop-up curiosity shop in East London. <laughs> uh, come and look at my bullshit. And uh, it'll be like livers, human livers and stuff. All that bollocks. Anyway, uh, he, was, he, was, he was featured um, going into a... I think it was another shop in East London that was like a, a mm. cafe slash boozer that had these weird little kind of collections like, oh, there's this human skull that I've been uh, eyeing up and I want to see how whether, whether they'll give me a good price for it. <laughs> and it's, it's this Victorian bellend and he's like, Ugh. and he goes in and it all seems above board and all kind of, but then in the corner of the screen you can clearly see there's like a collection of jars with people's pubes in it. Oh, and one right. of them says Russell Brand's pubes. <laughs> it's like, oh, you Victorian curiosity oh. purveyor. I, Russell Brand's fucking pubes. I know that guy's name. <laughs> yeah, right, I, do. Sorry, I right. do. No, no, I don't know him. Okay, I've, I've seen it advertised. He tries selling his pubes. I have had to fight really hard to not <laughs> leap in. His, his name is not Bernard Galosh, right? Right. But it was like me going, "Yeah, Bernard Galosh." Yeah. And I had to hold it back because I was thinking, I don't want him to have the publicity. <laughs> I think it's uh, <laughs> absolutely shameful. It's worth saying his his curiosities collection is actually also a cocktail bar, isn't it? That's right. So yeah, it's a little so bit like, like yeah. oh, what a dangerous oh. place to. I would not touch anything that was served to me there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh, welcome back. It's the final part of uh, NXT TakeOver Dallas from uh, 2016. In front of a sold-out hut crowd. <laughs> hut hut crowd. crowd. Summer in the city. Very much so. Yes. And very anticipated matchup next. Um, the NXT Women's Champion, Bailey. Versus Oscar. This has everything going for it, and nothing is bad. <laughs> I am That's obsessed. Very true. I discussed on the show before. I am obsessed with Kanachan TV, which is Oscar's uh, um, YouTube uh, channel. Over four hundred thousand subscribers. Really? Wow. Um, this week's episode, she goes to what can only be described as uh, just a, just a European sort of like, what are those kind of um, supermarkets you see on Holloway Road, a Turkish one. Yeah, yeah. Like where did you sell kind of Eastern European kind of like Turkish like stuff we, that we don't have here? But yeah, which spices you we just don't. Which yeah, spices yeah, yeah. what you'd look at and go, is that is like, that the cayenne? Like fifteen. I'm trying like, to make a hot shot. Different like how we have tomato passata. Yeah, got fifteen <laughs> different <laughs> red pepper passatas. How much halva can I eat? <laughs> Turns out a fucking lot. That's why. <laughs> My chest hurts right now, but she, yeah, she's just kind of like going. She's just going through all of this. These, these, these she's looking at Eastern European crackers and going, "Oh, this is very exotic." All in Japanese, yeah. Um, red orangina. She'd never seen a red orangina before, <laughs> um, and she takes a mask because she's wearing a mask, and she takes a mask off. And she blurs her own face. She loves blurring faces. Yeah, she does. And I, we've talked about she we've blurred the face of a dog. A dog she yeah. blurred a dog's face. Didn't see that the dog was clearly in a reflection. So we knew exactly what that dog was looking <laughs> like. Um, but I love Asuka. Asuka, she is the best, and she has the best look. Yeah, she inexplicably wears a thong over her own pants. It's just bizarre. <laughs> but in this match, she is the most brutal maniac. She's insane. <laughs> She's insane. She's insanely good. She kicks the I mean, shit out of this woman. It is it, absolutely <laughs> fucks her up. It is worth saying. Nobody imagined. Aska Aska was when 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 she started. Um, she everyone loved her. I mean, she's always been a really popular. She started in two thousand and four under the name Kana, right? Kana. And she she was in a lot of the smaller Japanese indies. Yeah. In Japan, they don't have like a New Japan women's division. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. pro wrestling, yeah, yeah. no women's division. But female wrestling, or Joshi as it's known, is, you know, always been very respected and very big. 
She was uh, working in these smaller Japanese indies like Pro Wrestling Wave, Smash DDT Pro, and a place called Ice Ribbon. Right. And then she came to the US and uh, worked for Shimmer, who were the biggest independent women's group at the time. Nothing prepared people <laughs> for how good <laughs> Kana stroke Asuka was and would become. And so she comes to NXT and... I don't know. People were like, "Oh yeah, that's that indie Japanese mm. woman. Oh, that's good. Oh, she seems nice, doesn't she? Look, she isn't she pretty? Mm. You know, doesn't she scrub up well? Isn't like she, her colourful like, hair." Which is, I just like the fact that how her persona on her YouTube channel. Yeah, she turns into a fucking monster. Mark. It's, it's, she, she is the Empress of Tomorrow. It always reminded me of Fedor Emelianenko, the MMA star, who's Russian, frightening looking. Yeah. He's just he's just solid, and he doesn't look. He looks like a grey little man. But you can see in his face, you just go, there's no fucking around. He was known as the last emperor. She being the empress of tomorrow. They've always tied the two together in my head. And I find her frightening as a result. (laughs) She is one of those people who, unusually in WWE, you come in and go, I'm going to be like this. Mm. And then slowly you get worn down. With her, she is like, I'm coming in. And I will increase it. I'm only going to get worse. Each time you see it, and her NXT run was one of complete dominance and brutality. <laughs> it was, it was just insane. She did this flick of a kick, oh, a, like a back kick. Goodness, it, it was like she was, she was like killing a a, a, a really hard beetle. <laughs> yeah. She was like trying to separate a pebble into two with a kick, with a back kick. Yeah. It was fucking brilliant, Mark. She's great. She is insane. <laughs> what is funny about this match is... She's a fucking fist. Every match, she's, she's, both of the, like, it was like the... Um, I guess it was kind of like Nakamura and Zinn. Mm. They were both kind of fists. Like, they, they were both kind of good guys, Completely. weren't they? Th- that's, that's the thing. This is a <laughs> crowd. Yeah, so this is a crowd who love wrestling. And if you love wrestling, you, of course you love Asuka. That was great. <laughs> you also kind of love Bailey. Yeah. At this time, what was really interesting about, uh, about Bailey is Bailey has kick-started the women's revolution yeah. in the whole of WWE wrestling. Not in the world. It's been going on for ages. But they um, had one of the, the big main events at an NXT TakeOver the year before was between Bailey and Sasha Banks. Right. And it took place in a half-hour Ironman match. It was a really long match. It was brilliantly wrestled. One of the best matches of the year. And at the end, Triple H came out um, and, you know, he, he, he sort of... About me. He, he got into the ring. This and about me. Sasha Banks is crying. The whole locker room comes out and they give her flowers and she almost breaks down and he gives her a hug. And then he gets into the ring with Bailey, And what he does is he sort of goes, I thought this was all right. <laughs> and it's she's crying and emotional and the fans are just going wild mm. and... Uh, it was the moment that, that I think they went, okay, we've really dropped the ball on women in wrestling uh, at, by, you know, at, by having divas and by not taking yeah, it seriously. Yeah. And the, the NXT women were the ones who changed the business. You can certainly go back to uh, Arrival, the, the very first one. There were matches between, uh, I think at the time, Paige, Emma, Natalia, Charlotte Flair, people like that. It really changed the business. Mm. Bailey and, and Banks took it one step further on. They showed that the women weren't just part of the business. Women could be the main event. She was so popular, Bailey, in NXT. She had a gimmick about hugging. Bailey's gonna hug you, people. Oh, no. in, in a in a parody of say Joe is gonna kill you, mm. um, and uh, she was also known for a while as the Doctor of Hugonomics after John Cena. <laughs> nice. But what really got across was she was one of the few people who could pull that gimmick off because she was incredibly likable. It yeah. didn't seem fake. It didn't seem like you know ge- you know generated in a writer's room. Mm. It seemed like an extension of her personality. The best right. wrestling gimmicks always are. Yeah. And she would come out. What had happened is she'd beat Sasha Banks. She'd then gone on to beat Nia Jax, who was undefeated. And I think people with this Asuka coming as this unstoppable empress who had never lost a match, people were thinking, and Bailey will stop her. Then Asuka will go to WWE because she's clearly ready. You know, we don't need her hanging around here. <laughs> she will break something. Being I'll, frightening. Okay. She will hurt somebody. You know, she can move on. And <laughs> so I think the crowd were expecting Bailey to win. Uh, and so it's a bit of a surprise when Asuka wins. Like right. a lot of wrestling fans, of course, they're like, well, of course, you know, we, we, we know how this is going to end. Obviously, you know, she's going to there, like I do on this. And <laughs> what happens is they get surprised and they show their surprise. Rather than going, whoa, they go, oh, interesting. Yeah. No, that's, uh... <laughs> so it's got a slightly flat end, this. Right. But it's, it's not really down to the two of them. They they are just, I love both of them. Um, uh, Bailey is, uh, her name is uh, uh, um, Pamela, I, I was about to say her surname, I think it's, 
It's Mexican. It's, Ma- isn't it's isn't it? Martinez. Martinez. I was about to say I, Hernandez. I know that. I right. know that. I know that because she uh, cites Randy Savage, Randy Orton, The Rock, The Hardy Boys, Lita, Remstein, or John Cena, Eddie Guerrero, Ivory, Victoria, Bret Hart, Triple H, The Fabulous Moolah, and Trish Stratus as her influences in wrestling. <laughs> Too many influences. <laughs> Too many. Barely. Come on. She's also the only woman on earth who was born in the eighties and was called Pamela. <laughs> it's a really sort of like weird one. She is. She is. Uh, uh, lockdown has been Bailey's best friend. So Bailey and Sasha Banks, their storyline. They've been running a very slow, slow burn, slow drip storyline, which right. by the time of next year's WrestleMania will have been going for 14 months. And it's just about their growing sort of um, desire for the belt that one of them holds. And it's been really nicely done. I think they brought it to a head now. It's going to be interesting to see how they can pad it out, which is a shame. <laughs> right. but it was a lovely, lovely slow build. And Bailey has become one of the biggest superstars on uh, WWE TV just by... Being good. I mean, you can see at this stage in her career, she was excellent in the ring. She did everything that was needed. You could see it meant a lot to her. Yeah. And you can see that that's not changed four years later. But she's on a much bigger stage and she's absolutely killing it. Mm. As is Sasha Banks and as is Asuka. Asuka has done so well during lockdown. And it's really nice when you watch a match like this that you just go, oh, it was all there. All yeah. there all along. You well, know? look, the, 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 the two of the uh, my favourite entrances of all time... Look, there's the spooky mask and the Sakura, the Sakura yeah. Uh, blossom. Yeah, I can take only that bit. But Bailey's entrance, the inflatable garage <laughs> forecourt men, come on. Yep. Why have I've never seen that before? I've been oh, watching this hate. for twenty fucking years, twenty five years, or whatever. Why have nobody thought to it, install no less than seven or eight of those inflatable <laughs> fucking garage forecourt men? One of I would say the best. One of her iconic career moments is the moment where she turns her back on the fans. And what she does is she comes out essentially with a sabre and she begins <laughs> hacking at those men while the crowd really? boo. Oh, oh it's great. no. And when they deflate, Pete, once seen, <laughs> dreamed about. You will dream about what it will be like to oh, put a big Mark. hole in one of those inflatable men oh, and just watch no. them, watch their guts like flap out. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, it's so good. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, really, really good use. Uh, it's, again, you're absolutely right. Those things that you just look at, I suppose at the time they don't feel sort of iconic. And you look back now and you go, "Those were that was a that good was fucking choice. fucking great. Very enjoyable. And, uh, the, and the DJ Otzi song, Hey, Bailey. Uh, yes. Yeah, could do without uh, that. Yeah, what they sing... Actually, I think this is one of the first times because, again, it's the smart fans. If you like, it's the same as football chants that, you know, yeah. people used to have to be from the fanzine world and they would have circulated mm. them, you know, and they would lead the singing. Mm. Well, what you've got here is you've got the smart wrestling fans and so you get these new chants are appearing. Worth saying as well, sorry, I absolutely forgot this last week, which is absolutely one of the things I love the most. In the middle of the nakamura Zane match, yeah. uh, the, the fans begin chanting Fight Forever. That is the first time it was ever chanted in a WWE ring. It's always one of those things you used to hear on the independents because the matches were so incredible. Right. That was the first time a WWE got a Fight Forever chant. Oh. Um, like that, what you get here is you get things like... Um, Hey, Bailey, ooh, ah, I want to know oh, oh, if you'll be my girl. And what you see is when that first hits, you see Bailey laugh. She's like, that's great. And it's just, it's just nice. She knows she's over. You know, that, that the sense of a load of men singing it, I don't think is as inappropriate as it seems because they are just being like, you know, she's a, she's a woman and she's great. Mm. And I think after years of being taken for, you know, granted of just being, you know, eye candy, mm. watching them actually get to wrestle and they're beloved because of their wrestling. Mm. Ah, absolutely thrilling. That's why this this takeover was so great to watch. You watched that and you went, wow, the fans aren't shitting on the women's match. You know, yeah. the fans are as excited about the women's match and the performers in it are as good as a lot of the people in, in the male it's matches the first, that we've it, seen. Uh, maybe I said this last time, but obviously uh, when I think the first, the, the, the first appearance on page and that, that seemed to be a, a bit of a sea change, but this is like... Lightened, like completely yeah, different. Completely, completely. It's um, Saskia's <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, I really enjoyed this match. Again, this is one of those things that when you think of NXT Takeover Dallas, I think of the, oh, it's Nakamura that one, and then there's the main event that's not very good, mm. and it's all that slight thing of when you watch it back, you go that Bailey one versus Asuka. I remember going, oh, that was a bit flat. It's not flat. It's great. It's really fun. The main event I actually thought was. A stonker. I thought it was great, and mm. I'd remembered myself just. Oh, it was a disaster. It all went horribly wrong. Mm. And actually, it turns out to be a thumper. Thumpos. It's uh, NXT champion Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. They they do a bit, but just as we get there, I always do this to you. Mark, That's I, all right. get, I want to get my little bit of my note out. Bobby Roode. 
Mm. is there. That's right. He's like in the Kotoe Bushi that right, we saw yeah. earlier. So he's kind of announcing that he's going to be, yes. you know, there. So you appear in the audience used to be the way that you announced your contract was being signed. Right. So how how was he not related to Robin Rick Rose? It doesn't make sense. It, <laughs> it does not make sense. And I know his spe- spelling's different, <laughs> but... You know. When they, well, I've been Rick Rude as well. His real name was Richard Rude. Rude, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was R O O D. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this, yeah. this has got With an E on. Is that his real name, Bobby Rude? I'm I, not no, sure. No, I think it is. I is think it, it is. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what I've got. One of them has either forgotten or added a letter because they are clearly related. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's shots of him <laughs> with a moustache and you're like, I know my roots. He would go on to have a, uh, <laughs> his gimmick was Glorious Bobby Rude. Mm. Glorious. It would go and he right. came out in the sort of thing and. Uh, the, the 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 big sort of almost Ric Flair esque yeah, cape, yeah, yeah. but it owed a lot to Rick Rude. You know, he yeah. was always a, a body guy. Was uh, Bobby Rude? He would go on to become a short lived sort of NXT champion. Mm. Um, not the best choice. They, he ended up beating Nakamura, and uh, he again, like everybody, Pete would go on to the WWE, and uh, he would really suffer. He would really <laughs> work hard to keep his head above water, poor lad. But this time, it was a really exciting sort of signing. He was one of the guys who was one of the main event stars in Impact. Right, okay, TNA. Yeah. And so it was, it was exciting to see him. Mm. Um, um, what was I going to say about Sorry. him? Yes, interesting trivia fact that I've just remembered. Okay. So his song, which went glorious, do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do. Uh, people used to love it. Um, <laughs> Sounds uh, lovely. It was originally written for Shinsuke Nakamura. And Shinsuke Nakamura heard it and he just went, I don't think this is quite right. <laughs> and so he talks about that. Then he was basically like, you know what I'd really like? I'd like uh, I'm doing him like Papa Lazarus because I find him <laughs> herky-jerky and scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like uh, violin. I like violin. Yeah, I'm Mexican scratchy, now. Scratchy, scratchy, like a skeleton playing it. You know? it's, uh, <laughs> and that's what he gets. He gets this amazing sort of... Uh, Speaking of themes, mm. Mark, we talk about your top five matches, etc. It seems to change every fucking month. Um, well, I'm so sorry I'm not some kind of stick in the mud. <laughs> I will change. Um, Sammy Zane's uh, theme tune. Uh, again, bringing it back to Tony Hawk's cross It is fucking brilliant. It's that. It is up my street. It is so up my street. It's got a pret It's selling just hot shots. That's how up my street it is. It is. It is. Your your power pop bunk punk, P- punk, punk bunk, bunk, bunk bed. <laughs> Get in the bunk your bed. Your bunk bed band yeah. would be called uh, Peter and the Hot Shots and you would be doing Sammy Zane's song. You know, it is a cracker. It's a banger. It's just, I may have listened to it independently of Sammy look, we did not talk about him. I'll just quickly throw it in. He's yeah. of Syrian descent. Uh, I believe he's a Muslim. A bit of, he um, speaks three different languages. Arabic on his, on his trunk, doesn't he? He does, yes. Yeah. He's uh, from Montreal, Quebec. The three languages he speaks, I believe, are Arabic, French and English. Mm. Uh, he was a big star from 2002 to 2013 as El Generico, um, who was a masked <laughs> like wrestler. A, is that an ironic Mexican it was. It was. It was an ironic name. He turned out to be such a phenomenally good wrestler and he had so many good headline <laughs> feuds that you forget he was called El Generico. <laughs> um, but he was... A, a really good That's master so wrestler. I know. He, he spends his time nine years, maybe nine years, maybe maybe even 11 years under a mask. Right. Until he gets signed by WWE, who say, take the mask off. And everyone's <laughs> like, they fucking signed El Generico and they made him take the mask off. This is insane. He turns out to be, I mean, no one knew what he looked like at all, yeah. really. I mean, obviously some of the wrestlers did. I hope he never took the mask off. I hate wrestlers who are like, you know, uh, you Ooh, know I'm a mask like wrestler. Like when took it off, off in the lift. Never shit. take it off. Absolute never. Shit. You take it off when you get home after your wife has shut the curtains <laughs> then you remove it. Uh, but the, he, he'd been 11 years under this mask and they took it off and people didn't know what he looked like. And mm. when, he, when he first saw him, you were like, oh, he's actually sort of like quite, quite young. And sort of, quite good looking. I thought, I thought there is a thing in your back of your mind when as a wrestling like, fan. You're off. always like, they must have a mask on because they're so disfigured. Yeah, yeah, yeah You know, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll yeah. be the thing. Maybe he got damaged in a fire like Kane. Um, but, <laughs> but no, he turned out to just be quite a normal-looking, sort of handsome-ish bloke, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, he um, they used to chant ole, ole, ole at him, you know, ole, 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 ole. Mm. Loads of odd chants for specific wrestlers. Right. Um, and uh, he was a you know great performer in places like Ring of Honor and uh, PWG. Really, really, you know, good performer. And, he, you know, he... 
goes on to be. He's uh, he's had some good matches in WWE. Can we um, go and watch some enough. wrestling when when this is all over, please? <laughs> I really miss it. I miss it so bad. Even though I I turned down because I was busy three separate live events. Yeah. In recent memory, but I, I mean, I look at it now, and it's just when you see the crowds in this sort of thing. Mm. Again, it just I mean, what we used to take for granted. Oh, now, no. now we're living in the new normal. Oh yeah, fin below. I, I do I do look at it. I do think I, said, I, I think I said to Liz the other night. I just said I just think of I, I like watching. I don't know anything. I've just been like I could have gone that. I could have could have gone <laughs> there. Do you know what I did instead? Nothing. I stayed nothing. in. Stayed do you know in. what I have to do now? I have yeah. to stay in. I want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmare. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Join me, Melissa Reddy, and listen to my brand new podcast, Between the Lines. Every week, I'll be speaking to the biggest names in football about the captivating, behind-the-scenes stories fans want to hear. From major talking points to untold anecdotes, you'll hear from some of football's leading stars as well as those working in the shadows. In our first episode, I spoke to former Spurs manager Maurizio Pochettino about that Amazon documentary. We feel responsible because it was uh, very difficult to say yes to open the door to Amazon. Only we watched with Jesus the 25 minutes first because it was until we uh, left the club. Join me tomorrow as I investigate how prevalent and damaging social media abuse is in football. And I was like taking all this negativity onto myself and I did. I kind of lost myself in my personality because I knew everything that was going on around it. And it's not until I actually got to a stage where I thought, I can't take this anymore. It is becoming too much for me that I spoke out about it. Craving football insight? Well, look no further. Listen to Between the Lines with me, Melissa Reddy, via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. This was a Stakano production. Um, uh, Finn Bilal's been watching Battlefield Earth, hasn't he? <laughs> yes. Um, loves, well, loves Battle, his favourite film, I hear. I, <laughs> I, I get a lot to say about Finn Balor. Right. Um, make it sound like we got. Well, I've got a lot. Of, this is this is. Uh, he moved cancelled. in two doors away. <laughs> it really does sound like that. Um, I I remember this match as being, you know, I, I just remembered it being really lacklustre, mm. and it seemed, you know, like he lacked charisma, having been very charismatic for a long time beforehand. Mm. And I thought Samoa Joe. I seem to remember. Oh yeah, there was the blood, and it all just fell apart, mm. and it was crap. I watched it back. I enjoyed it so mm. much. I thought it was absolutely stonking. Samoa Joe is one of the great remaining 
I am a mean bully wrestler. <laughs> and I love a mean bully wrestler. He comes out and he just looks annoyed and furious mm. and ready to cause a fucking ruck. He just doesn't seem like he... Like, he, he dives through the rubs at one point and, and pushes... Uh, the word probably isn't pushes, and they've been yeah. like, he's a real push. He's sort of a, a shove a, into the into the barricade. It seems like he does not give a fuck. That bit is again like we've seen Nakamura, where Nakamura has his nose broken, yeah. and then does a really violent bit to basically cover the fact that Sammy Lane needs to be lying down for a while. <laughs> um, Smojo does the same with Fambala, and that's yeah. when he has his eye busted open. I mean, his it, eye yeah. is busted open on the very first move of the match. Um, <laughs> Fambala throws him into the turnbuckle yeah. in a thing that has happened. I mean, conservative estimates, 75 million times mm. in a wrestling match. To that turnbuckle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in its lifetime. Never, never once. No. Never once it, has it, it gone, it, and now I split your head open. Yeah. It's always gone. How has gone, he managed to find the I'm bit a, of like the... A soft pillowy hug onto your, onto your great big... Onto your noggin. George Steele. George Steele been eating exactly it. Exactly that. Been eating the padding. Joe hits it, bang. Absolute gusher on his cheek. Fucked up. Will I mean, not stop. <laughs> Will not stop. Whole match. Gush, gush, gush. As soon as the ref sees it, gloves on. Really professional. I was like, oh, that's yes. cool. Ref and you can see on. that Joe is not happy about no. this. This is Joe's first big main event. He is ready to go mm. and look like a threat. Yeah. And all he's got is, you're going, I am an unstoppable monster, mm. but I will stop because this referee <laughs> says to me, you actually, I want to sort that out because you can't have it on your face. <laughs> you and you have to go, okay, I will stop then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just, but he has it's to throw him into the barric- yeah. barricade to just get him out of the way on that mm. bit. Um, Samoa Joe, former Olympian. Oh, yeah, the 1984 Summer Olympics. He won the b- bleeding match. <laughs> he was part of a uh, Polynesian dance troupe with his uh, family. His family ran it uh, called TRA Productions. Whoa, what? And he was uh, he made his stage debut at the 84 Summer Olympics opening at the age of five. Oh, he wasn't right. He was dancing. So, I think that one. Well, 84 Olympics, that was Los Angeles, wasn't it? In... So he was yeah. dancing around. No, um, he debuted as a wrestler in 2000. He signed with um, a, a company called UPW, who were uh, a little company. But they had a sort of WWE. OF affiliation mm. uh, uh, sort of going come and look at our talent right um, John, Joe, Samoa Joe's first major opponent that he had a feud with was uh, a fellow rookie called John Cena um, they did very well together <laughs> and uh, they put him on WWE TV right at the start of his career he lost a sort of a squash match to S.A. Rios who was a, a Mexican uh, high flyer on the TV programme WWF Jacked. <laughs> Jacked you don't want to hear yeah, that double K as well Jacked. jacked. Um, you just got jacked. While he was in UPW in his uh, first couple of years, he uh, he actually got a chance to have a conversation with Jim Ross. Oh. Uh, Jim Ross uh, told him explicitly that Smurjo had no future in pro wrestling. Well. Uh, he said, I've told Jim Ross that one of the greatest gifts he ever gave me was being really brutally honest with me and saying, we know what we're looking for at WWE in terms of talent and you're not it. <laughs> he said, I didn't take that as an insult. It added fuel to my fire. Nice. I had a fucking choke JR oh, yeah. out. I, <laughs> I mean, it's a bit rich, isn't it? Like, it's a bit kind of... He'd have to have people around him, wouldn't he? We know what we're looking for at WWE in terms of talent. And you're yeah. not it. Oh, go, sorry, sorry. Okay, so I'm never coming to WWE. Yeah, I can kill you now. Okay, so I'm going to smacking hit. I'm going to fuck absolutely. Oh, you fuck. fuck you, you oh, yeah, abs- oh, mate. I'm punch off I feel off. bad for you, son. I feel bad for I feel you. Bad That's how bad you it is. I feel bad, bad. that you, you felt bold enough to say that. Oh, my God. You didn't think through the repercussions. Oh, my God. What was going through my head? I mean, I mean, uh, credit to you because you're either the stupidest man alive or the bravest. <laughs> You know, and we're going to find out in a minute, aren't we? We're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to find out because I'm going to I'm going to put you in your hat. You and your hat are going to fucking change position. Um, Joe goes to Ring of Honor in 2002. They bring him in for one match, and they love him so much, and the fans love him so much. Uh, he's there for six years. Yay. He wins the ROH title in 2003. He held it for 645 days. Had a series of matches with CM Punk that were rated five stars in the Wrestling Observer. Um, we know what we're looking for at WWE in terms of talent, and you're not it. Uh, he would have um, that one of the, that CM Punk match that got five stars was the first American match to get five star rating in seven years. Oh, um, uh, he had an all time classic with the Japanese star Kenta Kabashi on Kabashi's first ever and only trip to the US. Again, got a five star rating for the wrestling observer. Uh, he went to TNA for a decade. He had matches with people like uh, you know big main events with Sting and Kurt Angle. Uh, he held their title, and then he signed with WWE mm. in May 2015. Mm. Um, a long time coming for, for for Joe. That is, I bet he was more 15 expensive. years. <laughs> I bet he was. Initially, they had a deal with him where they said to him, "We don't want you full time." Right. They said, "So you can keep on going to other places as well." Yeah. And that was a weird thing of sort of just going. 
we know what we want in WWE in terms of talent, and <laughs> you're like, anyway, yeah. but they were like, but I suppose you got marquee attraction or something, you know? Like, yeah, you can pull uh, them, yeah, push yeah. tickets a little bit. Yeah. And then they noticed that whenever they had him on, uh, his merchandise <laughs> sales were really, really surprisingly big yeah. when they went to venues. So they decided to sign him to a full time deal. <laughs> so everything, everything you put in the way of Samoa Joe. <laughs> He's one of those guys as well who, who's, you know, he was brought in at a high level and in the main roster. Mm. He's a great performer. He was really good. He had a bit of bad luck here and there. He's currently a commentator and he's turned out to be incredibly good at that. Mm. Um, irony. Irony, isn't it? Jim Ross, when, he, when he's like, you're not the kind of yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. talent. You'd really want to turn to Jim Ross and say, oh, right, is that, let me look at my crystal ball. Oh, what am I doing? Sit in the commentators. Oh, fucking seat. Uh, oh, that seat, that Where chair. Where are you, Jim? That chair's not going to be that small. For <laughs> it's probably going to be a bit bigger because I don't need to sit on it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be at AEW. Oh, all right, that's... Uh... I mean, good for you, but I mean, you know, <laughs> not, not your story. Um, uh, out comes Finn Balor mm. uh, to open this up with a chainsaw, making yeah. reference to Texas Chainsaw Massacre because they're in Dallas. Uh, oh, is that why? I know. Oh, I, just, I, did, yeah, I no, didn't I get just, it at the time no. either. It's the chainsaw is not a very good thing because you can't use it. You can't go. <laughs> I'm going to saw off your arm. You know, and so it might have done less damage than the fucking turnbuckle. <laughs> that's true. The uh, he waves it around. There's also yeah. an annoying thing where uh, because it's like not a constant noise. Mm. You know when he's going. Rum, 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 yeah, rum. Yeah, yeah. And so I was watching that and I was going, Is he doing it time in the music? And he sort of go, he started, he's noticed as well, so he's now trying to not have it in time with the music. Yeah. And then that is itself its own pattern. It was like when I've I've got a house with a uh, with a little bit of garden now, mm. and um, there was a, not a free one, it came with a rental. Um, there is a, a petrol-powered um, lawnmower in there. Mm. Oh, I've never been in charge of anything petrol-powered before. <laughs> and, oh, I can get it started, but I'm not exactly sure how I stop it. Oh. So I'm a little bit, when I was watching Wave That Around, I was like, if it's like mine, you just have to let go of that, that bit that you stops. pull up. Yeah, yeah it, just it just cuts out. You, the, the reason for that is, of course, is mainly old, old people have them. Oh, yeah. So it's been built in mm. to just go, they will fall they over. Will. Or they will just drop dead of a heart attack. <laughs> the last thing we want is it's someone... wasted petrol. The last thing we want is someone saying, Look, are you the hater company? You just go, my husband died, but your machine, after he was dead... It carried on. <laughs> now, <laughs> he's out of the picture, isn't he? And that's on you. Yeah. And that went into my my fish pond and everything is underneath. <laughs> I want the money for the fish. Yeah. That's... <laughs> saves on petrol. But it saves on, uh, saves on a burial if you... Yeah, if, if, if it eats you, yeah, yeah, it does. Brian Harvey style, but they they refuse to help out the lawnmower, <laughs> big lawnmower. Big they refuse to help out with the exhum- <laughs> with the, with the disposal of corpses. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I know how they can justify it. Mm. I just do not know. Fascinating creatures, the old uh, combustion engine, isn't it? <laughs> Is it? Fascinating creatures. I don't, I, know how they work. I don't know how they work. No, I find them frightening and strange. I, I just you need two kinds of oil. To, yeah. Like one when one oil uh, keeps it moving, mm. and then the other one. It combusts. Just the same oil. Just the same oil. There's a guy on YouTube who's got a combustion engine, and all he does is flood the combustion engine with different kinds of engine oil. Um, so he'll use like cooking oil. You can say paint. <laughs> well, types of right. Paint. So he'll do like so. So the petrol is the petrol that stays yeah. in where it needs to be to push the pistons and the, and the, and the combustion and all that shit. But to make sure that the parts are moving, mm. it needs grease. So the, 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 the engine oil is the grease that makes the that makes the machine move. And so he tries different things, like lilt <laughs> and milk and stuff like that. And engines will go a surprising amount of time, or certainly the one he's got, without exploding or yeah. fucking up. It's, it's fascinating, it, absolutely fascinating. It, I've always said this, Pete. I've always said engine oil is a con. <laughs> it's just a joke, mate. <laughs> if I, it's if a fucking I, joke. like Austin Aries, can get one thing across <laughs> through this wrestling career we have, Let's make it clear. Engine oil, <laughs> total cop. Absolute dos. <laughs> uh, Baylor has that also the thing with the, with the chainsaw that I've noticed, which I've seen. It ruins it for me because someone said to me, well, you know how you use chainsaws in this sort of environment, don't right. you? Right. You just take off the, the chain. Yes. Okay. So you're just left yeah, with this Yeah, yeah, with this, the, 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 en- the noise of the engine. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah when yeah. you notice that, you're just like... Oh, there's oh, no teeth on it. Oh, no. Oh. So I'm like, oh, that's, that's taken away Can he not thrill. be trusted? Is he not wearing Kevlar trousers? I know, Pete, come on. Come it's on. health and safety, health and safety mate. Gone mad. Well, you want, well, one of the fans, if it goes into the one of the fans, one, <laughs> then, <laughs> one then of it's them. all over, isn't oh, it? Oh, but he can be pushed through a barricade into them. No bother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Get fucking w- blood over on it over everyone. Loads of refs running from the back of him. Make sure it doesn't make it onto telly. Um, originally, his entrance was going to be that he, he he was going to come in riding a horse. 
Right. Yeah, um, he'd never ridden one before. No, that would be an obstacle. Maybe this is my sort of dated view of what Ireland is like, but I thought all of those sort of good-looking, muscular lads were Mm. riding round... The old Council Alan Partridge, yeah, Council also on a council yeah. estate, isn't it? Yeah. It's, um, but, but not for Finn Balor. Not for Finn Balor. Um, the idea was it fitted in with the sort of cowboy Texans theme, which they'd yeah. managed to steer really well away yeah, from during this. Yeah, how they managed to do that? No, <laughs> remarkably sort of not route one. Well yeah. done, everyone. And um, basically what happened is Triple H had said, look, I tried that once uh, to make an entrance on a horse. Of course he did, he yeah. said, and, it, and the horse would not stop bucking. And there's, just, once it does that, you, you are fucked. Yeah. You're going to roll off the back and you're going to look like a dildo. So um, I believe that's verbatim. <laughs> yeah, so, you look like a real tick. <laughs> yeah. So the the plan even if you dress like the Terminator dropped. Yeah. <laughs> um, Finn Balor, really interesting. He's, 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 he's a guy called Fergal Devitt. Mm. And what's really interesting about him is how he came from Ireland, yeah. and yet became a huge international star incredibly quickly. Right. So he debuted in 2000 in uh, NWA UK Hammerlock. That was part of this sort of group of NWA promoters and things. Mm. A lot of the smaller organisations love to be part of the NWA because there's the idea that you're, you've are you heard of the NWA and you're part of it. And it mm. seems like one of those dreams that you have as a promoter is you, you are now saying the NWA goes back to 1948 yeah. and you're part of a lineage. Um, and you're getting paid those rates. Back to 40s rates. But Hammerlock was, was one of the, the training schools and mm. he started there at 18. He quickly started performing all around Britain and Ireland. And in 2002, he opened NWA Ireland. Uh, which was his own promotion. He's like 20, just sort of nuts. Um, and he also, most famously, uh, their, their most sort of famous, if you like, um, graduate from that promotion was Becky Lynch. Oh, right, who, okay. uh, would become the man, Becky Lynch. Uh, he trained her. Um, in uh, 2005, the NWA held their 57th anniversary show in America, and he was invited to take part in that as a mm. wrestler. Uh, his name's Fergal Devitt, by the way. I think uh, I forget what he was performing under. Probably Fergal Devitt, I think. Uh, he took part in, in that. He was noted uh, noticed by a guy called Simon Inoki, who is the son-in-law of Antonio Inoki right. of New Japan Wrestling. And Simon Inoki said to him, would you like to come and train at the New Japan Dojo that we have in California? Mm. Um, shortly after that, he was taken to the Japanese Dojo uh, in Tokyo, and he began training there. He signed a contract, Devitt, with um, New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2006, and he made his uh, debut uh, against El Samurai, who was a sort of classic high flyer of the early 90s, using the ring name Prince Devitt. So he was called Prince Devitt because no one in Japan would be able to pronounce Fergal. It's right, just okay. it's just one of those words. Yeah, it would have been impossible. Um, originally, they said to him, "Why don't we call you King David?" <laughs> um, which is good. I like his, oh, yeah, his yeah. Jewishness. Um, <laughs> the, the only reason they didn't call him King David is the Japanese people said, "Ah, but he's only twenty-four. Yeah, they said He'd so. Be a prince. They said, "Why would a twenty-four-year-old be a king already?" And mm. I was a bit like. It's not, I mean, you know, you're emperors. You're emperors aren't you? We used to have a nine-year-old one. We don't, <laughs> we don't cry about that. Um, so he becomes <laughs> Prince Devitt. Um, he has a, a short run as the IWGP Junior Tag Team Champion with um, a guy called uh, uh, Taguchi in a, a, a tag team called Apollo 55. But he would then go on to have some singles sort of success. He'd won the 2010 Best of the Super Juniors tournament uh, over Kota Ibushi in the finals. A tournament that you went I've seen, to see. Yes, I, so. I can't work out what year it would have been. No, I remember a man uh, masquerading as a tiger mask. Yeah. He was looked very lonely. I, you walked out early, didn't you? I was... Hungover. <laughs> <laughs> I still think Taka if, if I go through them, I reckon I will be able to see you. They'll, every all of them are recorded. <laughs> they will have focused in on you. Oh, I was right at the back. Being I was right Ill. at the back. Being I was watching. Ill. There was a really a, a, a man uh, tried to get a piece of hair from a wrestler that famously had a lot of uh, a lot of like fake kind of dreadlocks. Um, and he demanded this, this this piece of hair from this man. Uh, it took too long to get out of his head. <laughs> And 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 he was saying, "Will you give it to my daughter?" His daughter wasn't asked. Was <laughs> he was just very confused. That sounds very much like C.J. Parker. <laughs> I, um, uh, I, I will check that out. Um, uh, the um, 
Super Juniors, he wins mm. uh, in 2010. Very prestigious sort of big tournament. Mm. Um, and he then wins the IWGP Junior title from Naomichi Marafuji. He also came within a point of making the finals of the G1 tournament, which is this annual tournament of all the heavyweights. Mm. And it was very unusual for a light heavyweight to be doing so well in these sorts of big things. At this time, the junior heavyweights and the heavyweights were very much sort of separate entities. Right. Um, in 2013, though, everything goes banana for Prince Devitt. Um, he splits up with his partner, Taguchi, and they have their first sort of match on opposing sides mm. uh, at an uh, event called Wrestling Dontaku in 2013. And what happens later in the event is he and his partner from earlier, Bad Luck Farley, they attacked Hiroshi Tanahashi with two other people, Carl Anderson, who would later go into WWE, and uh, Tamatonga, who is the son of Haku. And those four men quickly became known as Bullet Club. Right. And Bullet Club was a merchandising juggernaut. Mm. It became so big. Since, obviously, he's had a lot of success in WWE, the, the, there's always been this, and there's certainly been periods in WWE where they've gone, are they going to bring back Bullet Club? Mm. New Japan owned that trademark, but they've talked about what we have is the club. We have OC, the original club, um, with AJ Styles, who would later take over the Bullet Club when uh, Devitt left. It is a just a phenomenon. Those millions of T-shirts... And they all spring from that one moment. It's, right. uh, it, it's an amazing thing. He still has T-shirts, Finn Baylor, that read Baylor Club on them. It being that just the word club is enough <laughs> that you go, right, that's it. You go to any wrestling show and every, it's not even every second person, every person. Yeah. And there'll be some other people with different T-shirts, but it'll, it, everyone has a bullet it, club T-shirt. 65%. Yeah, 65, Certainly 65% of the people in that room will own a bullet club T-shirt yeah. if they haven't got it on at that moment. Um, in 2013, he won his second best of the Super Junior Tournament. Uh, he won every single match in his block. Um, and then they had a program where he tried to win the main IWGP title um, while he was still holding the junior one. At that time, very unusual thing for them to do. Um, he ultimately lost to the legend uh, Kazuchika Okada. Mm. What he started doing at various points in Japan is when he'd have a really, really big match, he would start wearing face and body paint for almost like this mental advantage. And what that becomes is it becomes known as the demon. People talk about, you know, is he going to wear his demon face paint? Is he going to wear his demon mask? That sort of thing. And when he comes to WWE, he signs in May 2014. They get rid of the Prince Devitt name. They give him a new one. It's Finn Balor. And Finn Balor comes from the Irish mythology of uh, Finn McCool and uh, obviously the surname Balor, which is um, Gaelic for Demon King. Right. So you've got this sense of him being good and bad split personality. Mm. And what he does is he, he normally wrestles as Finn Balor. Occasionally when he has these huge matches that someone's really threatened him or he doesn't think he's going to win or he just needs that sort of extra push, he becomes the demon it's like that is the thing that he goes into and it allows him you know it's the fiend but yes. done on a much more understandable level <laughs> right the diff the weird thing is finn baylor does not go into any type of persona with the demon no. he comes out crawling wearing his face paint mm. and he does it and then when the match starts he's the same wrestler as he is when he's Finn Balor yeah. that bit doesn't quite make sense no. he should be more aggressive or yes. more violent or yeah. something but he's just like no I've done the paint that's now that's taken enough. the aggression yeah, yeah, yeah. out of me <laughs> I, I just need a nice little pin <coughs> calm me down a little bit without the demon thing which is just in with some paint on mm. there is no difference without that mm. what is he? He's just he's just a he's just a good wrestler. He's just a, I'm Finn Balor. What's your gimmick? Finn Balor. I'm, I'm I, here. I, 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 Why I'm here. Yeah, I am the wrestler. I, I'm the one who came out of Bullet Club. Are oh, you do that now? No. 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 <laughs> you, you are just a a fucking. You're just a dude. What what is your uh, what's your hang? What's your hang? What's your hang? Uh, it, it's a very strange one. Um, he has over the years slightly sort of um, waxed and waned for me. Right. I love his Japanese stuff. Of mm. course I'd say that. Listen to me. Listen um, to you. You're on a wrestling podcast. A wrestling mate. podcast. Of course Jesus. I love. Do you know when I liked him, Pete? I liked him when you hadn't heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone out there listening, the moment you heard of him, I went off him a bit. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I did enjoy his Japanese stuff. I've always found in WWE, again, I just sort of go, he is good. Yeah. But I'm always just fucking missing something mm. about it. Um, he's never... 
I don't know. I, he's never he's never quite clicked it for me. Right. And the very fact that you know he's he's never quite hit that big main event where he should be because he's one of the most talented performers in the world seems to be that there's something not quite there. Right. I don't know what that is. Um, this match is a fucking bill. I love it. Um, yeah. You obviously have the the blood verboten. The fans cheer as well when, when Joey's like, get the fucking refs off. I'm fine. I'm going to carry on. But they are like, you know, well, I'm not going to lose my job. And they keep on catching up with him through the match. At the time, I remember thinking, this is disaster. Yeah. And people thought it was disaster because of, they begin at one point chanting, fuck PG. Fuck PG. Oh, fuck because, PG. Because they keep on having because, to get the wipe. Because yeah. it's not, they're not fixing them up. They're just, they're not, they're not, they're not putting um, stitches on them. They're no. not gluing them. They're not putting. You don't um, see Vaseline, Vaseline going on. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's they just, don't they want don't to want see blood. the blood. They don't Which want to see ridiculous. the blood. What What's crazy about it is, you know, that happened, and it's one of those yeah. things of, of you know, we have heard the horror stories about Hep C, mm. and yes, blood is barbaric, you know, and certainly when people were cutting themselves to get it, mm. I, I, I find it so difficult to explain. I really like blood in wrestling <laughs> when it's used in the matches that I like. Yeah. And it's used in the matches I don't like. I think it's absolutely abhorrent and disgusting. <laughs> but I, I have no justification for being able to say, yes, someone should cut themselves open because it makes it more exciting. Mm. I sort of go, even if I say that out loud, I kind of go, I cannot justify that. I think it's awful. <laughs> but I do like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do like the craft. And I it, like the craft of blading. And if it happens <laughs> by mistake, then who... Fucking, who's, who's losing let's, out? Let's just make hay. There's not a fucking union of fucking of turnbuckles, is <laughs> there? Things, nobody gets nobody sued gets... when they cut themselves in their kitchen. You know, it does It does make me a bit... I, I don't know how I feel about it, they but do I, if I it's know DFS. it's not right. They do if it's DFS. <laughs> I know it's not right, but I also really miss it. And, and sometimes it made really exciting matches even better. Yes, yes. And that was to my benefit. Alone. Yeah, I agree. Um, Joe is great in this match. I mean, he fights through that. He's angry mm. about it. He does some really explosive matches. But he has one thing I love more than anything else, which is he seems absolutely determined to win. Yeah, And I love determination in a wrestling match. He just is keeping going and he looks at any point like he could win it. And uh, then, it, of course, he, he doesn't. He, yeah. uh, he loses. Uh, three weeks later, he would win the belt from Finn Balor. Right. And I just, I, uh, you know, they, there was a sense of, it felt too inevitable. Mm. They didn't want, you know, Joe to just, you know, steamroll and Finn Balor to look weak. And you want to swerve the fans and everything. Mm. But years after the event, looking back, I just go, I wish you'd won it there. I could have watched that. <laughs> Instead, I saw a match where he didn't win. You know, yeah. I could have seen it. Um, but I did. I loved that match. Yeah. I, I was amazed by how much I enjoyed it. And I liked it because it felt like it was going wrong and that felt really different and exciting. And it felt like, you know, of everyone who was going to be able to cope with that, two people like Finn Boehner and, and Samoa Joe who have wrestled all over the world, mm. that is not going to worry them. They are still going to put it together. Now... <laughs> I'm going to take the tone down a little. <laughs> and I texted you this before we you got in. You did, yeah. I am 90% certain that Finn Bilar shat himself a bit in this match. Yeah, I, I, and do you know what, Pete? You have... If you'd have, if you'd have just brought that up, I'd have gone... Don't well, be disgusting, That Pete. is a why shame you, to end this doing... that way. You know? Why are you doing this, But Pete? you sent me a screenshot, and it and it really does look like he shat himself. Yeah. yeah. The, on his... On his pants, and I am... He's being held upside down for a suplex. I yes. think that's the... Uh... Yes, yeah, so you can see it all. You yeah. can see the taint to the front to the back. Yes. And it's not just the poop that you can see pushing against, you know, prying, like really squeezing against the the, 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 the pant. Um, it's also the grease yeah. of the sweat of the poo. Yeah, Which makes me think it's... The sort of liquid the that liquid lives within lives it. With... And, and has been resting uh, twixt... Twixt shite and trunks. That's it, really, isn't it? It's sort of gone... It's soaked in. Yeah. And, it's the soaking in. And look, look, Finn will say it's some more Joe's blood. Yeah. I disagree. Yeah. I think Finn shat himself. I, I think so. And look, this yeah, isn't look. something that is unknown in the world of wrestling. No, it's happened. It's happened I was yeah. watching... I, I did mention this in the Patreon newsletter, but I was watching mm. uh, IWA Mid-South, mm. which is a, a sort of hardcore thing. And it was about from 2001. And there was a guy who was having a normal match who, <laughs> who was called Deranged. And he was having a totally normal match. And he ends up on the top turnbuckle mm. and he is going to do a somersault to land on his bottom, like a sort of somersault earthquake, earthquake splash. And the guy rolls out the way and he does it. But yeah. he lands on some barbed wire. Right. And it's not like he bounces off it. It's just no. some barbed it's wire on him. the floor. 
the second his bum hits the floor, right. he just goes weird. And it's like you've just watched him for fifteen or well, ten minutes, maybe, yeah. and you go, he, he does his thing, and he's all about, you know, he's all just in it. Yeah. And then he suddenly just went like, like something had happened, like they'd gone, we've replaced him with someone else, right? <laughs> and Scott Bakula from Quantum yeah. Leap. He's like, he just, uh, he suddenly just looks like he's going, I don't know, what am I doing here? Where am I? Who am I? And then he just leans over and begins vomiting, and he does right. not stop vomiting. He vomits wow. and vomits and vomits and vomits. Wowzers. That is off just like, that is a, a what, hard a four foot drop on your bum that you're expecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes your system go, <laughs> I must evacuate. Yeah. Right? He's hit the, he's hit the release, he's pulled yeah. the release card, he's hit the button, he's hit, the, yeah. he's control it and deleted. You weren't to know this, hello, I'm your body, you weren't to know this, but a certain combination yeah. will make me do something, It's right? the Konami cord. <laughs> yeah. Up, down, left, right, A, B. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. If you land yeah. too hard on, on your this bum, bum cheek, yeah. And you're also moving slightly forward at the same time. Yeah. You will vomit. You will vomit. And yeah. I, I cannot imagine there aren't mm. a number of those combos being yeah. unlocked through every uh-huh. wrestling match. Yeah, it certainly looks like he shat himself. <laughs> it does look like he shot himself. So yeah. I here to end this uh, fantastic celebration of wrestling with such a disappointing. Thing, but, but I'm, I'm, I will send you the screenshot and tweet it if you want. <laughs> um, if you if you could remember to tweet it on Wrestle, on the third episode. This is also worth saying, look, as we go ahead with WrestleManias, mm. it does get harder and harder to because, find something. Because people it's, haven't yes. written the tell-all autobiographies. Mm-hmm. They haven't like reported the stuff because people are still earning money and can therefore afford lawyers yes. and things like that. Yes. There is a lot to come out, right? <laughs> <laughs> and literally, and there was a lot to come out of Finn. That, that is day. exactly yeah. it. That is exactly it. Yeah. This is the first bit of something that's come out for a while. Now, all of mm. them, he would have kept that quiet. Someone mm. would have seen in WWE. They'll have watched that back and they'll have gone, "Oh, that's terrible, poor oh, that's Finn. Terrible. How do we? Poor Finn. Right. We mustn't say anything." Yeah. Well, fuck that. Eagle Eye, Eagle Eye Donaldson <laughs> watching on a MacBook Air, 2015, uh, rose gold version, uh, yeah. in a crowded office on a pair <laughs> of headphones. Uh, with, to be honest. Um, Mr. Karnov have, have employed a couple of new members of staff and they started yesterday mm. and they're very young mm. and I didn't need them to know about it <laughs> I, so I was in the corner pretending I was doing proper work we had the, the we had the television presenter Mark Pugach coming in for, for a chat about something and we had to sit down and they wanted to sit down and I keep moving but I was trying to hide the fact that I was watching and replaying back and forward <laughs> a load of inflatable garage men. Uh-huh. <laughs> I so, really thought I thought you were going to have that thing of where it's someone essentially going, "Oh, you you like wrestling?" <laughs> and you going, no, "No, no, 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 no! I've just discovered this one shit yeah. himself." <laughs> no, I do like shit though. So I was trying to be. I was trying to be. A, I'm a corner of the company. I'm trying not to be like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was good though, wasn't it? Little it was poo in his little, pants. Little poopies in his pants. Wonderful. We've all done it. <laughs> if you would like to buy, this is actually quite funny. His outfit is on sale You're on eBay. Me. Shut up! But not the trunks. Not it's, the trunks. It's just the knee pads. Come you on, can buy the knee pads on. from this NXT takeover. You're kidding me. Nine hundred and fifty quid. Oh, is it worth? Because can we test? The- <laughs> I mean, he would always say, no lads, you know, uh, uh, how does he speak? Give me uh, an Irish accent. Hello there. Hello there. I didn't know a little poppy in me poops, oh, in me poop pants. Where are we on the Irish chart this week? <laughs> it's either going to be very low or really high because been, people uh, are, you know, have you heard this fucking shite? Have you fucking... Been, I've been watching, is it The Fall? Yeah. Uh, with um, Gillian, uh, Gillian uh, Anderson. Anderson, I was about and to say just Gillian just, they, They've literally got, right, we've paid her a million dollars I need to see her in a bra all the time. <laughs> I like but the way they said to everyone, her. Everyone, she, she said, she said how, how, how should I act? And they went, oh, act? No, no, we haven't paid to act. Just say the lines. Say the lines <laughs> say like some lines. kind of sex robot. <laughs> like a horny, uh, sexually liberated sex robot. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And everyone has this dog and night this. What he would say is he'd say, I see your tests. I see, <laughs> I see your tests on my knee pads. <laughs> And I see you have got a false positive for excrement being within a four foot uh, diameter. <laughs> well, let me make it clear. I did go to the toilet and, <laughs> I did and made, made dart. But <laughs> I made dart. But that was that was going. Hang on, get it back. You should see that, that, But that was uh, <laughs> that was that was. 
That was just me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> India. India, pull India, it back. Come back, pull it back. Right, that, Turn the plane around. Right, let's. I've got to go. I've got Get to go. Back, kids. I, I've got to go. Full, Eamon Holmes. Think Eamon Holmes. Paisley. Full, <laughs> full Paisley. That was. The, 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 the excrement was not. No. 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 Irish. Uh, Dermot. Dermot O'Leary. So the excrement was... <laughs> the excrement. He's he always going on about being Irish. So the excrement was within a four-foot radius of me, yes. but it wasn't caused by an intermatch in the match shite. It no, was merely later. caused by a, 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 a poo I had had previously. <laughs> so your science is worthless. We will never, ever be able to prove he shat himself in that match, Pete. No. Not even with those knee pads. Fucking furious. I don't even think he's from Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> wrestle me! Wrestle me! <laughs> this was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.